Welcome to my podcast. My name is Ethan Sherritt. This is the Joyful Podcast. It is a raw journal of the mindful revolution. We're experiencing, and I think it can be, it is. It is, not just think it can be. It's huge, and I want to make sure it lasts for years and years and years. So I might be harping on this thing for a while. And what is the mindful revolution? Well, people are sharing how to connect with oneself, how we go internal. And the problems of the world, they are going to get fixed. Because they don't need to be fixed if you're not fixed. And there's a lot of practices and techniques, methods, ideologies, paths to find uh, this type of work, this internal work that I've been uh, doing myself and learning about and sharing with you little by little as we go on. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. You can uh, follow, let's see, Ethan Sherritt Official on Instagram. I'm working on building out like a just a joyful podcast um, Instagram. It's going to be <clears throat> more uh, pertinent to the whole journey. That's exciting. It's like uh, kind of a rebranding. I've been I've been all about branding lately because it's some of the type of work that I've been doing. Um, and it's important because the closer you are to what brand is being delivered, people know what you're going to get. So I hope you know what you're going to get, although you never know what, what the hell is going to happen. I um, hope you know what type of journey I'm on and what I'm trying to share about. I've got some cool co-hosts or interview ease coming up your way at the end of this episode this is going to be just a short episode um i have like a phone call with a healer a cool guy um i'll introduce later but uh we're going to close this thing out with that little bit of a phone call and uh i hope you dig that so Ethan Sherritt Official on Instagram, same thing on YouTube for all kinds of stuff. And uh, sponsorships are available. Please get in touch if you're interested in uh, having anything uh, that you have sponsorship abilities with to reach out and help form this thing into something that is even more and more interesting. more and more appropriate for people to consume <laughs> more uh, more content that that gives you something gives you some kind of value to take forward with you that's what this is all about well uh, it's uh, three things that I usually build each episode around and uh, let's see so we got what's going on with me the host what am I experiencing in like personal professional love life maybe even um also the next thing is a method or a technique or a tool that i'm using as part of this mindfulness revolution and third is cultural observation or a statement about something going on in history or in the world at large or just something that I'd like to say but am too lazy to write it down into an essay and submit it to a university and get it approved and published 
because it's just kind of a uh, an opinion of mine. Anyway, uh, what I want to talk about first is what's going on with me, and it can there's some big changes, <laughs> big changes professionally, um, and I want to reach out to people who maybe are looking for a new line of work or to change their role or to make more money um that like you've made up your mind that like you know i want a different kind of life how do i get it how much time is that going to take well my whole past year has been kind of preparing me for this big change i'm making and uh what is that change what is what are these things that can just rock your world a little bit and make you um kind of realign things and regroup big thing uh what did i just try one of my things is try big if you go on like my instagram try big it's something that's uh that's important to me if you're not trying big you're not going to achieve big and you're not going to have those uh, big benchmarks to kind of look back and say hey that was pretty cool in life that I was able to do that Um, well I resigned from a a nice job a really cool job with you know some nice super awesome people who are experts in their field and that field is something I've talked about a little bit before multifamily real estate property investment companies. Another phrase for that that people get if they're outside of that industry is we buy and manage apartment buildings. Sometimes just manage for other people who bought them. Sometimes even build apartment properties. But usually management was was a thing that I excelled at for the last over a decade, almost two decades as my uh, hustle. So, why did I resign from that? Man, and what am I going through now without having that income and that uh, that stability? Well, let's get into that a little bit and see if I could share anything that might help you and your uh, what you're doing. Um, yeah, I, I took a couple meetings for other positions and felt absolutely great from the work that I've been doing to be more valuable to similar types of companies. And those meetings felt great. I thought this is going to be awesome. It's perfect timing for me to do this, but I'm not going to be able to take, I'm not going to be able to get another job and put my, and invest myself into that unless I resign. So I gave myself a resignation and my, and my coworkers, my supervisor, she um, she gave me her blessing. She also gave me a warning. Hey, Ethan, don't uh, you may not, may not want to do this. Even like she nominated me for this big accolade for our area, for our region, you know, guy of the year type of thing. Um, even bef- like the freaking week before I resigned, but I had already made up my mind, and I had actually been thinking about it for a while. Um, and so now. Where am I? I uh, I am still in that middle of this job search, and that's the thing I wanted to share with you about. So, in in the spring or summer of the past year, I 
started this um, kind of goal to say, I want to make twice as much money. I want to have responsibilities that I actually want to evolve and develop. Um, I want to just feel more like I'm giving more of myself at work rather than, uh, you know, something that I'd already kind of mastered, if you will, and was starting to seem redundant. So, man, the Miracle Morning book that I talked about uh, once before, it had me just really tapping into the best potential that you can and going full on with things in the morning. The, the Miracle Morning is if if you're already doing some kind of routine before anybody else in your family wakes up or just to give yourself that one hour, some, sometimes people call it a power hour. Sometimes people call it just me time, like an hour of me time. Well, there's, there's a whole book about it called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And basically these six activities that are very nourishing for your spirit, your soul, your mind, your emotions, um, such as reading, exercise, uh, affirmations, visualizing, uh, journaling, and being grateful. Ten minutes of each of those things in the morning, you know, it takes up about an hour and you start to stack a few days like that together. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I never made it to 30 days in a row of doing that, but it so profoundly got me motivated to like build more skills that after like day number four, I was like, I feel like I want to be an absolute master of my life. And and I want to give in a way that is like so authentic that I enjoy it and skills that kind of like, like life shows you some skills, right? And then to be able to apply those in a way that, that brings value. That's really what I was after and visualizing like things that you want to accomplish or, or experience in life. That's the visualization aspect of it. I've put on my like Instagram before, like the visual, the vision board, first vision board that I was working on with that it's a good practice and, it, and it's kind of like you know brings you back to cutting things out of a magazine pasting them on a piece of poster board that that activity it's cool I had a friend that did it in Los Angeles and I remember thinking wow you can just do that you can start to put things that you want in front of you and and make it so that just what's going on around you is not your only um, influence. The things that you want are your influence. So make sure you do that every day. And FYI, I need to do more of everything that I say on this podcast more myself, which is uh, one of the reasons I love turning on this microphone and, and talking about it. So what I was doing was building uh, skills in, I learned, man, I learned kind of videography I I took myself from like a a two videographer to maybe a seven and I started creating videos for the company I work for or actually I started a brand that created videos featuring the different sites I worked for you can look up that brand it's it's not just apartments it's on uh, Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and there's uh there's a lot of there's a lot more big plans for that to go uh a bazillion times bigger and um that's one of the businesses i 
I am working on and formulating. So just open myself up to that. Um, I got more into training, coaching, um, teammates, staff members, what it's going to take to motivate people, to keep myself motivated. And I got into analytics a little bit. Where are we spending ad dollars? Where are we uh, wasting ad ad dollars? How, what, what can we do more effectively with like um, Facebook Marketplace, Google My Business, some of these tools like that. Um, Google Analytics, the Facebook has a few different products that you can use to really optimize things. That doesn't sound like all sexy and cool, but it is creative. And because you have to problem solve with things that are changing and it's it's not like people's lives on the line, you know, so it's you're just trying to figure out how to optimize some some advertising really. Um, and when you combine that with the coaching and the mentoring and, and helping people along with what I've learned, that was awesome. So I wanted to deliver that more in in another capacity or in another just more specifically do those big three things so I I do this resignation and um, now and that was a few months back and now I'm a rideshare driver for Uber and uh, of course Lyft Uber's fun the uh, the Lyft can be kind of a bitch. I don't understand why people really use Lyft. They're not sponsoring this yet. Um, maybe I'll come around on it with a little more practice, or if they sponsor me. But um, the uh, I, I just don't understand why people got with Lyft. Um, but that's what I'm doing to bring in a little bit of money and pay for some of my bills in this uh, gap. And let me explain that gap to you between these jobs and why. Your boy Ethan doesn't have a, a full-time salaried job right now. That's because it's hard to get a job. <laughs> Freaking hard to get a job, uh, even though you think you're like perfect for them. There's a lot of people competing for them, and and uh, everybody wants to, you know, hire somebody that they know already for sure. Uh, and usually, it helps if you're like a freaking baby millennial. And um, for some reason, somebody was just telling me about that today. One of the big employers in town. She was like, man, I work with just so many young people. It's weird. Um, I'm doing uh, doing this job search. And I want to warn you that what the, the early part of the work that I did of motivating myself, learning new skills, and tar- like visualizing some targets that I wanted to hit, that's good. Do that. I was just talking to a dishwasher today and um, guy said he's been there at this restaurant for seven years. No, three years, but with the company at another restaurant for seven years. He's like, I've never gotten a raise. And he was talking about just like how much he, you know, how fast he is now and people always come and hang out with him because he's always back there singing and um, that, you know, that he actually likes the job. He shows up early and, and cleans before like he's even allowed to get on the clock and I wanted to walk into this this restaurant and be like you guys realize you you got such a valuable person right here and if you don't give him a raise like I'm gonna 
I don't know. I'm gonna give you horrible reviews or something based on everything. I want to threaten. <laughs> I want to threaten this restaurant because <laughs> this dishwasher that I gave a ride to today was so cool. Um, but you know, I, I asked him if he was open to starting to do that, and I gave him this warning I'm about to give you. <laughs> if he is, if he does want to achieve more, step into more, like I do, build those skills. And but expect it to take a longer time, like strategy-wise, to jump to that new um, position or to set up the business that brings in money. It's going to take a really long time, and you don't have to be like very smart to to realize that. However, I'm realizing it now in a way that I did not realize that before, because. <laughs> You know, I hadn't studied up on my resume or fixed it for like seven years. And so my resume is nothing, like nothing on there of what I what I've really can do now. So that needed to be completely overhauled. And um, But it was the thing that I went out to right away. So I quit the job. I start applying for jobs and I'm doing it with a shitty resume that looks horrible. And actually, I started just using the the... LinkedIn like printout as a resume because I just assume like well everybody's finding jobs on LinkedIn now and and Indeed and everything like that um, so people are must be just used to perusing resumes formatted that way um, I'd read that I've heard that like on podcasts before that 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 was like acceptable um, however you know that's I had a couple of awesome meetings, one of them which was perfect. I'm talking about perfect. Like everything that I told you, that company basically, that I had been working on, that company basically spelled out, that's what they want at this. And it was like, not only like in general, the the, the research, the marketing and um, and coaching and training, not only just in general for any business, but it was like specifically in my apartment uh, management field industry and <laughs> I went to this uh, actually that was a, a like a second phone interview that I got to an amazing you know it was a good interview very good and I'm like this whole thing has worked out perfectly amazing like absolutely as I as I had visualized it I'm about to make way more money than I have before and I'm be doing like propelling myself with these skills that I want to well a week goes by and I hadn't gotten a call yet. I was like, <laughs> I get so cocky. I'm, I'm, I'm such a cocky bastard or like a kick myself and I'm no good. Um, uh, like down on myself person. And that's one of the reasons I do all these things to stabilize myself because every one of us has potential to be high and low. Um, mine, you know, definitely needs to come right right into center and stay at the center point and hopefully you can uh, work on that yourself if you need it but I was sure I was going to get this job so it kind of like just made me like really question why, why haven't they called yet I'm starting to get nervous again I had slowed down applying for jobs I was still doing it but I wasn't um, you know doing it fervently feverishly hacking away at a computer uh, for hours on end, I was kind of doing it more at a leisurely pace. Um, and I wasn't seeking out every possible, you know, 
bit of information I could get about my resume and, and going over it again and pouring over it. Well, I don't get that um, that call, so I get I do get back on the resumes and the uh, apps a little more than I had been, and in correcting one of them, I mean, you make so many revisions, and there's like a little headline, a summary. How how are those things for you guys? Like, hey, my name is Ethan Sherritt, and they put this little headline under there that's like I'm a powerful, you know, go-getter who can multitask and uh, and write good copy or something. So what is, I don't know, what's a good one? I've studied what good ones are. I had what I thought was a good one. I had some people say, hey, that's a good headline. Um, but then other people didn't like it, so I changed it. So all these revisions going on, I caught a typo in the LinkedIn. It was a, you know, I corrected it, and I was like, damn it, I don't know how long that's been there. Well, so I got, a, I have this little leather portfolio thing. It holds resumes on one side. It has a little, like a legal pad on the other side. I like white legal pads, not yet, not big, gaudy yellow ones. Um, and, you know, I carried that with me out of the, I was using, um, I think I was using a, the library that time. Where I'm at has amazing libraries. I love this resurgence of libraries in this area. The people freaking love them and they, they use them all the time here. Um, the thing, the resume goes out with me. I go pick up my son and uh, I got the resume in the, in the driver's seat or in the passenger seat right next to me. You know, my little portfolio. And then it occurs to me after I get my son in the car, I just corrected that typo on LinkedIn and I have been using my LinkedIn profile, like printout, as my resume. And then like my heart stops and I, that, because it was kind of a bad typo. And I go, holy shit, when did I, when did I print out that resume? And turns out, like, <laughs> I waited. I was just like, no, please, no. I, I put that portfolio in my son's bag. We go, you know, park, park the van, go upstairs, and uh, I just throw that thing down on the ground, open it up, and look at it. Sure enough, bam, right there, below my name, the word achieving spelled wrong <laughs> and um, as like my headline printed out and a few other things on there as good as uh, somebody says they are that's a pretty big detail to um, overlook and you can do that if you uh, move too fast you know so that kicked me off on a whole like, um, dear God, what do I, <laughs> what do I, how, how is, soon is another perfect uh, fit like that gonna, gonna come along? Uh, well, when it does, I better be ready for it. So I got to work on the resume. I got so much help from like my, my brother and his wife. Um, they, they helped me along. And every time you make a little change on it, by the way, there's like you feel like dude this change is really helpful it sucked before like five minutes ago I couldn't have gotten a job because my resume had this other thing on it now I've changed it and it's improved so there's a lot of that that goes on and you're not and you when you're scrambling things around it takes a while to uh, 
you know, just to double check it every single time you make a little move on it. And the, uh, the process is a long time. And here's one more thing before I move on about this boring whole job thing. Uh, interviewing. <laughs> Learn how to interview. Do you know what interviewing is not? It's not just going and meeting somebody and shooting the shit with them. It's not. <laughs> uh, you need to rehearse several possible things you're going to say to a lot of typical questions that are going to come up and then anticipate some other questions. Rehearse those answers. Have fun with them. Make sure you know them so that you're not actually reciting them, but that you've practiced the beginning, the middle, and the end of each answer. Um, And then that's how you make that interview fast, efficient. You sound good. And then have several questions that are legit lined up. I didn't do that. You know what I did? I was like... Let's talk. Let me tell you about my approach to everything. I actually spent more time, like, as if I had the job already, writing up what I was going to do in my first year there and studying up on the different sites I'd be working on um, than I did, like, yeah, I had almost a, a business plan ready for, like, what I thought was going to help with all these sites and what, what my approach would be. Um I studied that, got all excited as if I had the job, but I did not prepare for that interview. So after I didn't get that, I'm in like an interview seminar with an amazing recruiter that is, you know, basically gave me that outline and gave all the students in her class this awesome packet to like follow. And she she was like a super sharp corporate recruiter, executive recruiter, who's been like doing that for years. And made it really uh, easy to digest like how effective that can be and what what it's going to seem like if you don't prepare that way. So that's it. That's what's going on with me professionally. And if you have any questions about what it's like now to Uber or um, you know to drive the the ride sharing thing, please let me know. I'll go into that more later. But it's pretty awesome, and thank God for it because. You can make money doing that. And it's actually fun. Why? Because I get a captive audience to talk to while they're in my van. <laughs> and people are fun to hear about what they uh, what they have to say and get snippets from them. And of course, sometimes people don't want to talk. If you don't want to talk, you just have that weird silence or listen to some stupid pop song that neither you or the driver would ever listen to but you're sitting there listening to it breathing until you get to your destination you can do that too but it's much better to say uh, something even if it's just I like lollipops say something Uh, that's if you if I'm driving you around anyway so it's cool talking to the passengers Uh, what else that's what's going on with me also remember I said uh, there's more going on with me. There is a uh, a romantic interest. It's pretty cool to be involved with somebody again. It can happen to you. Um, you can do it. It's it's a little challenging after um, you know a uh, a relationship that ends and you are sad for a while. Then it's sometimes it's hard to go back into another one but 
it's been worth it. It's been awesome. I have an amazing person who I'm in a relationship with. It's cool. That's exciting. So, part number two. What method, technology, technique, or tool have I been working on? I've been working on staying motivated to balance and stabilize and do these like this miracle morning. I've been like committed to it even though I haven't been able to to do it successfully because of like the crazy uh, holiday schedule and, and schedule changes um, with like the profession with my son's schedule it's been tricky to have a routine and I'm a big routine guy so I've been working on like having a routine even though I'm out of routine so yoga that's my tool right now I try to do a little bit of it all the time not all the time but in the morning and a little bit before bed so that's the practice so if you're a yogi or a yogini and you have some a, a part of a practice that you can take with you a little bit that's it I haven't been like in yoga classes for a while but staying for for 10 minutes or so of that little practice and meditation even if it's um, fit in the alright I'm going to do this for 3 minutes just do this right now and that keeps you holding on to something and you're worth it That you are worth doing that so my technique has been do these practices even if you have to fit them in and uh, remember each day sometimes if you're not in a routine give yourself a little credit for putting that in there when you're not in a routine um, that's that's the tool and meditation has started to be a little better it's still hard as hell to quiet that mind but um, I'm doing 10 minutes pretty easily now I mean the whole time it's work it's hard work but I'm able to, like, if you will, latch on to that work throughout those 10 minutes. Um, That's the tool. The third thing is a cultural observation. Birds. The birds. I I was looking up. It's it's not springtime yet. The birds are, are not supposed to be coming back. And I'm not sure if it's an anomaly or if that's... I looked up and I saw this little flock of, like, white colored almost like white and gray birds almost the same color as seagulls but really small and in a flock flying really high looking up in in trees and and they flew over as if they were migrating that just got me thinking like what the hell are those birds doing like migrating right now it's definitely not spring yet but we've had a mild winter and man just birds have been on my mind a lot a lot lately like birds that's all um they could uh they could help with the if there's a question about like making people understand global warming or something or if they agree with it or they like to disagree with it or refute the the idea that there is global warming um we don't if you can like say that the sea temperatures rising is is not something that you can prove or that scientists don't understand the ice melt or if you can refute any of those facts I mean just go to an ornithologist you know people who study migration patterns and species of birds and 
these people are saying birds are migrating like earlier each year over the last 10 years and um, the article I read was in December now those people have it doesn't matter if the temperature of the earth is getting warmer or why but there's a change going on if the, the birds are coming north sooner than they used to that's all we need to know and uh, that's that's a ground you can start with and say, hey, regardless of whether, you know, w- why, like is, is greenhouse gases or methane or whatever um, causing this to happen, just ask the bird people and they'll tell you birds are coming back sooner. We don't know what to make of that, but let's uh, agree that an, an awesome use of our time and energy is figuring out ways to produce less things that might that might cause our world to be getting uh, warm at a premature rate and I'd like to see people just be able to talk about those things like from the heart and not like uh, you're you're a dumb asshole if you don't agree with it and you're uh, you know stupid person if you do agree with it just come from the heart and um, what's the philosophy there if if you say, all right, yes, I grant you the world might be getting warmer, um, then you can go from there. And you don't have to, like, you don't have to trash that. Or if you think it, you know, isn't, you can say that. But, I mean, how, how do you know it isn't? Is there a scientist saying, no, it's exactly the same temperature? However, one more thing on that bird thing um, that would help if those articles didn't say didn't have headlines such as the following the one that i read which said global warming causing birds to migrate earlier it should have just said birds observed migrating earlier and you know if asked the bird experts might suggest that they've read it's getting warmer <laughs> you know like make things palatable don't divide people before they even read the damn article let let people take real things in and um, and and then process those things with heart. That's what we need to do. We need to go internal on stuff, and uh, and be kind and sincere about things, and um, and realistic, and ease up on the attacks for the love of God. That's the mindful revolution, and it will not be televised, or it will, but it'll be on like YouTube. Share the love. You know the Share the Love people? I just found out about them. Best family on YouTube. Uh, so, I, right before I go, I am going to... We're going to hear a song, and then if you stick around after the song... Um, no, we're not going to hear a song. That wouldn't make any sense. I'm going to play this little phone call from this healer. His name is uh, Ed. Ed Ratchford, and you can follow him at let's see, let your light shine today at gmail.com. I guess that's not a follow, that's just uh, email him. Let your light shine today at gmail.com. Ed Ratchford is a heart centered, holistic healer teaching body, mind, and spirit. And I met him a couple years back at like a group meditation course, and I reached out to him, I gave him a phone call, or no, I I think I reached out to him through through the Meetup app, and he gave me a phone call, and I was enjoying that so much 
This guy has a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of compassion, a big heart, and and he's he's so uh, giving away of that that the more you get to hear him, the better. Um, this little snippet is a lot about childhood. Uh, let's see, separated parents, childhood, compassion, uh, well-being. So I'm going to play this for you. His name is Ed Ratchford the healer and here you go thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you right after Ed when I let go of my ego and I let go of my pride and, and the hurt that I felt by being abandoned by my kids you know yeah. and just said well what's best what's best for them you know and and it just was and so um, and, and I really think that was a good decision, you know, even though it, that kid was painful at the time because I didn't want to, I wanted to see my kids 50%. I didn't want to just see them, you know, for play dates or, or, you know, basketball games or dinners. But um, it's just, I think that was the best scenario for them. Mm. Yeah. Of course, that's something you and your ex-wife would have to work out to see, you know, what, what would be best for your child. I, I'm just saying that with my kids now how, how old was she way. how old was she when she ab- when she was able to articulate that to you much older than yours though so that was she was probably 16 or 16 or so yeah so yeah you know but um, the, the the feeling is the same it, it, I mean just because uh-huh. a four-year-old can't Express that doesn't mean it's any less prevalent in like what his actual experience of life is. So it really could be. That's yeah. that's one of the You're things right. with like so with like a, a issue just just started three weeks ago with getting out of bed in the middle of the night and crawling into my bed and crawling into mom's bed like in the middle of the night like or not wanting to literally being an absolutely fearless kid until like a month ago not wanting to go into the living room without me from the bedroom. It's <laughs> like Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so you never know like so something these, has shifted. These yeah. these something these things. Shifted. And so I Google it and I, I see that other people are experiencing these same things. But um but there's a lot of like uh, of attention that has to go into this nurturing and this um one you know got and you could absolutely screw it up royally no matter what, how hard you try, right? I mean, absolutely, and, and I think what's really key is that you and your you and your ex-wife um, um, uh, are, are nice to each other and cordial. Yeah. Because I know in a lot, like my my divorce was ugly. Okay, and my kids got put in the middle, and my kids all suffered. And I don't ever want to see that for another child or another family. Um, it was awful. Okay. Um, and I can't imagine what it was like for them. Seeing us argue and, and, and us disparaging each other in front of kids, you know, because um, they love each of and then they hear us bad-mouthing each other, or they see us fighting, and it just tears them apart. And then, you know, and then they get put in the middle, and then, it, you know, money wars can begin, and they can, well, I paid for this, and, and, and telling the kids, and then the kids are in the middle of something that they never should be in the middle of. And a kid's not ready for that kind of conflict and, and a kid doesn't want to see the parents like that. They want to see a united front even if the family's no longer together. Yeah. And so it's so important. Like my relationship with my ex actually really changed when we went and got co parenting counseling. 
And that really was, um, that was so effective for us. Uh, that counselor was so good. And even though it was $200 an hour, okay, it was worth every bit of the emotional help that I see in my children now that now that they're not being put in those situations. Okay. Any chance you could yeah. save? Any chance you could save me like two hundred dollars and drop drop some of that on me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can, man. I, and I'd gladly talk to. I would gladly talk uh, to you and your ex-wife together. You know, wow. but I can tell you that it, it's um, you know, the, the what what ends up happening oftentimes is that um, if the parents don't forgive each other, okay. The kids are going to eventually blame one parent or the other that's going to take a side, and then one side is going to get alienated. All right, and then that's going to be bad for the kids, okay? Because the child needs the relationship with both parents. All right, that's, that's healthy, as long as neither parent is negligent or abusive. You know, if you're both healthy adults and you guys just don't see eye to eye anymore, yeah. you know, you've got, to, you've got to figure out a way to be cordial, to be pleasant, um, to put your grievances and differences aside and say, hey, you know, what we had was great back then. It doesn't serve us either, either of us even more. But you know what would serve us is coming together for the health of our child, for the mental and emotional health of our child. You know? And so, so many people can't do that because when you rip your soul apart from someone, it's a brutal process and it is so hard. Like that first year after my divorce was the worst year of my life ever. You know, and I was trying to raised three kids as a single dad 50% of the time being depressed as anything. You know, that is so hard. I, I, I feel for anyone going through a divorce, parents, the kids, the only people that really win in that is the lawyers. You know, those, those are the real winners of divorce. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it really does seem like that. I mean, because even uh, with you know, the limited means I had, I somehow between my family and stuff found a way to just, and, sh- and so did my ex-wife. We both found ways to just throw a bunch of money at lawyers and really got nothing done from it, especially not emotionally. I mean, if anything. Exactly. And I, yeah, so I definitely have it, man. It's, it's really cool to hear you talk with the, with the feeling you have about that the healing from that oh, man, I, difficult, difficult yeah, freaking time. I mean, yeah, the fact that you said so when much. you rip your soul apart, <laughs> I mean, that's the type of, that's the type of feeling like that sentence or that phrase literally goes through your head all the time. And yeah, it's, it's the <laughs> most, it really is the most deeply damaging like thing that you can possibly have in your head. So, you know, to rip your soul apart. And then all of a sudden your your children who are part of that on both sides of you and your spouse. So your children are, they have that, both of y'all's souls. So it really, it it has to be done. They have to be mended. And, um, I've, it has taken me like too long to not do that completely even though intellectually I, I have, I need to fully, like, actually commit to, I, I don't want blame. I mean, there is a why. if I'm really being honest, I wanted, I wanted there to be a blame. I wanted there to be, 
definitely who was wrong in this situation. And, right. Um, exactly. And I, I kind of want to yep. scrub. I want to scrub that from me ever having thought it now. You know, I don't know if you can go back and unthink things, but I'd like to go forward with. You've got to just start thinking with a different. Like so, you, you have to unlearn what you've learned, and then you have to think different thoughts. You know, and you have to look at even if even if someone was unfaithful, okay, which is which is the the hardest betrayal of anything, okay. I've never seen a marriage recover from that. Um, but what I can say is that even if there was infidelity or even if there really was reason to blame, yeah, okay, the all, blaming is only going to destroy the, the children. It's, it's only going to come in, the, in, the, in between the relationship when they choose sides and then they can't have healthy relationships and then they're going to be teenagers making some really bad life decisions. Um, and, and so, you know, the sooner that you all can, can forgive and forget Mm-hmm. You know, and, and really just treat each other as humans. And say, hey, look, parents, we, we don't have our relationship is contractual now. You know, we're not connected. Our souls are, are untied. Mm-hmm. But we have to come together for a united front for the benefit of our child, our child's mental and emotional well-being. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there, I think there's yeah. another, there's, there's another level of that that I, I, I can get to now that you're talking about it. I, we've done a really good job, like with the cordiality, but. If you can actually take, you know, some energy up a notch to to literally let yeah. make sure he's ab- actually celebrating both of all of who he is, you know, that's what I want to get to, and it, it yeah, that's why it was cool to hear you say that, man. Well, because this I'll is uh, the kids will the kids will also um, the kids will also pick up on the energy yeah. no matter what you say. Okay, there's always an underlying energy, and energy doesn't lie. That's, so that's you're, right. You're, okay, that's right. That means they pick up on the energy. energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, so, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. So I'm happy. Uh, yeah. Ex-wife calls. <laughs> ex-wife calls. Completely different energy. Um, yeah, and they pick that up. They pick know? that up so, before they know words, right? I mean, that's crazy. It's, yeah, we gotta remember. And so it's a transmission. Uh, it's an energetic, spiritual kind of transmission there that takes place. You may tell your kids one thing, but if they're sensing something else, okay, they're getting mixed messages. Yeah. And and so you've got to get to that point where you really forgive. Okay, you really have let go of that that pain and anger and resentment or whatever else that you may be feeling um, mm-hmm. to, to really heal and, and so that when the kids can see you guys getting along yeah, um, and then feel it when you're together they also feel you're the same Yeah, that you know when you can think about your ex and, and you don't get a tugging in your chest or you don't feel weird or you don't get a bad thought in your head Yeah, you can think about your ex and you know you feel and until then you've got work to do yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I tell people that divorce is like a death that keeps on giving. You know? What? <laughs> it's, worse than, it's worse than death, you know? Yeah. You know, when someone dies, you can let them go. But, man, when, when you rip that person's soul apart from yours, and, and then you guys keep stabbing at each other and taking swipes, and I mean, sometimes you just keep sticking your finger in that wound, and it never heals. Yeah, I know yeah. you're so right. It's like, oh, how many times? Have, yeah, I've been like, I mean, early on, it was it was exactly like that, and you could, I couldn't get away from that. But I knew I needed to, man, and that's why. 
that's why I'm maybe I'm trying to graduate to that final level to achieve that that exact like uh, joy that you're talking about that you now can experience and that you now are going forward with. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It's yeah. been eight years. Eight years. Okay. Eight so, damn years. Eight years to get here. All right. <laughs> eight years. Okay, man, um, what Sunday you open? What Sunday you open? I. Th- think that this will be my first Sunday open on the evening in the evening this coming weekend how is that for you I'm open yeah my girlfriend comes tonight on Friday and Saturday but usually Sunday mornings we part ways Mm -hmm. and you know we we do our chores and whatever else get ready for the work week Mm -hmm. and so I'll definitely have Sunday evening available if you'd like to get together somewhere yeah, um, we can meet here at your place, or we can meet in public. Whatever would be comfortable for you. Yeah, it seems like you would have no trouble like having a just as authentic a conversation at home, even though you're at your own domestic environment. Is that cool at your place? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I love it. this is my sacred healing space, and I love to invite people into it. Um, just like, because I invite the light in here every day. Um, to just flow here and be here for anyone I can get to come to my house, you know. And so I have game nights and I have meditations and I have all kinds of. I do as much entertaining here as I can. Um, I I love my home because um, it's filled with love. <laughs> yeah. It's not the nicest house. It's not the nicest house. Yeah. It's filled with love. yeah yeah no it was awesome being there um i think i've been there twice do do you recall i I, you know i've had hundreds of people come through over the last four or five years so i i can't recall meeting you i'm so sorry that i don't recall our specific meeting okay um but i bet if i see you i may remember you'll probably be like oh yeah that was that one guy that didn't really say anything because he was meditating (laughs) (laughs) you know i always trust that people come and they get what they need and and then they leave and and the hardest part for me is you know sometimes i'll get a core group every six to eight months you know the whole dynamic changes and i and i I fall in love with all my students and all these people that come meditate Mm -hmm. and then um and then they go and they receive what they need and they move on in their journey and then i've got a different batch and 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 as a teacher, that's the hardest thing to get used to is letting those kind of students go, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and because you love them, you know, man, we had such a good group here two years ago and we got a great one now. And, and I know that in another six months, this group will probably be dissipated and there'll be a new one for me. Um, yeah. so it's always kind of a transition, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, that's really interesting. Yeah. When there's, there's different, so, uh, different little dynamics, but the, the ones that seem to, to cluster together for a, for a little period of time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yep, yeah, exactly. I, and I love building little communities like that. I, I love doing that, building community, especially with people that are of different backgrounds. I love diversity at the mm-hmm. meditation center that I'm that I, I volunteer at. I'm in charge of diversifying and bringing in new people and new um, different people from different spiritual backgrounds. That's so, awesome. Um, that's part right. of what I do there. So it's yeah, cool. Man. It's so cool. Sunday, if you want to come. Yeah. Is it cool if I'm like the only black guy? Oh yeah. All right. I, I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm not black. <laughs> oh, I'm like. I like. We don't. Everyone here is cool. So I have. Yeah. Oh, you're hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I was wondering. <laughs> Don't judge my voice. the strangest question. Oh, I yeah. love that. Oh. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, man, I, yeah. I really appreciate you getting my email and then calling. That was cool to hear from you, dude. Um, Sunday. It's okay. Um, I think I emailed you my address. Yep. And so, and you've been here before. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, six o'clock would be fantastic. All right. Awesome. Have a great day, Ed. Hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Thank you. Same here. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, what did you think if you're still there if you're still listening thank you so much i hope you got a little out of that and get ready for a huge conversation with ed um, on one of the following episodes Uh, that would be ed ratchford the holistic healer who heals and offers advice and uh basically just anything i guess for for free so thank you so much for listening Follow the Joyful Podcast at Ethan Share It Official. You can find it on iTunes. Please suggest it. Um, leave a comment on iTunes how, how you think it's coming along. I'm trying to improve this thing here. And uh, your comments, if you can tell it's being improved, it would be so awesome to have. You can comment on Spotify. Actually, I don't know if Spotify supports comments, but it's on Spotify. It's on Podbean, iTunes, Amazon Play, Um whatever people listen to you can suggest it and that would be so appreciated and if you'd like to be on any episode get in touch at ethansherrett at gmail.com or just email any questions god bless and namaste